this is Paul from Eon to This, and you are listening to Matt Massacre on Straight to the Core Podcast. What is up, ladies and gents, ladies and germs? My name is Matt Massacre, your humble host for this evening for the return episode, episode 28 of Straight to the Core. And I fucking missed you guys and girls and whoever else is listening to this podcast. I have missed you. It's been a wild, wild ass couple of months, not just for me, but the whole fucking planet seems like it's just going ape shit. And it's no exception on my end. And, uh, I'm going to get into a little bit where I've been, what's happened in the last couple months, why I haven't put anything out in the last couple months, but this episode is is amazing. Uh, we got our very first international interview, our very first long-distance one-on-one interview with Mr. Paul O'Brien, vocalist, lyricist of our friends in Eon's Abyss from Australia, and I am so excited. We, me and him, we spoke for about an hour last week, and... Uh, I wanted to put together a little intro and an outro to the interview, so I want to try to keep this as short as I possibly can. But, uh, man, what a conversation. Uh, I'm so happy to call those guys friends. Uh, Eon's Abyss, I fucking love those guys. Uh, they just released a new single called The Great Hanging uh, a few months back, right around the time that I kind of went off the grid there for a little bit. So we're going to play that single here for you first. Um, and then Paul uh, put together a little intro tune. Uh, for me, which you just heard, and well, Paul and Steve, shout out to Stephen O'Brien as well. Uh, no relation, just a coincidence that they've been friends for many, many years, and uh, just coincidentally met and have the same last name. So that's pretty cool. Um, but Steve and Paul O'Brien, they made that intro that you just heard, and they sent me that shortly after I released episode twenty-seven back in April, and I was blown away by it. And they sent me that, and then Paul recorded a little intro into The Great Hanging, which is the new single I just mentioned. So we're going to play that here soon. Um, I love that new intro, so thank you to Paul and Steve from Ian's Abyss for making that for me. I was blown away. I'll be flip-flopping between that one and the one that uh, my buddy Mikey Hodge recorded, the original one that I've been using this whole time. I still love that one as well. So I'll be flip-flopping back and forth. I might just do the Ian's Abyss intro with the shout out from Paul in the beginning and then do the outro with the one my buddy Mikey Hodge made. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, a little bit about where I've been. Well, back in April, uh, if you go back and listen to a few of those episodes, uh, I was on the job hunt. I still had a job. I just wanted to find a different career path kind of thing. Uh, my living situation got flipped upside down. Uh, the virus, this COVID-19, especially in my area, my state, was at it, approaching its peak. You know, with the whole lockdown orders and quarantine and all that jazz. And for me, just worrying about finding a job. And I, I was going through the process of, of trying to buy a house. And and luckily, I was still able to work uh, during during the lockdown in, in my state. Uh, I was, quotes in the air, essential. Um, so I'm very thankful for that as well. Uh, so that kind of told me that, okay, maybe now is not the right time to buy, to look for a new job. And then if I were to find a new job, that could have affected my ability to buy a house and just all this bullshit. And at the end of the day, I kind of, all this crap that's in my lap, I thought to myself, I'm like, 
you know, I, I probably should put the podcast on pause because I got so much shit going on that's directing my attention to other places. I feel like I feel like if I would have produced and and released more episodes, if I if I never stopped, I should say, I, I wouldn't have been able to dedicate as much focus as I would want to those episodes because I didn't want to take my focus away from it. If I want to put out an episode, I want it to be the best quality episode that Matt Massacre can produce, you know, and I felt like with all the distractions at that time, I couldn't do that. So I didn't want to mistreat quotes in the air, mistreat any, any bands that I had lined up. Uh, so needless to say, there's a lot of bands that I've been talking with that I've been waiting very patiently, um, to, to have some featured time on future episodes. So I'm got a laundry list of bands that I know everybody's going to love from every genre under the sun all over the world. So humbled by that. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much where I've been. Uh, just, I've been working, stressing. Uh, good news is I was able to close on the house and right now, as I'm speaking, I'm currently recording this return episode in my new studio, in my new home that I bought and, uh, never thought I'd be a homeowner. So I'm definitely relieved at that and I can definitely concentrate now on producing more stuff for the podcast more more bands you know more everything and I'm, I'm just really really excited uh, to see where this goes um, the new studio is amazing it's a bit smaller than my old one uh, but I made it more homey so you'll see it in the in the in the oh speaking of I didn't even mention that new YouTube channel when I was recording the uh, conversation I had with with Paul um I thought it just recorded the audio. Come to find out, it recorded the video as well. So when I discovered that, I figured, well, I mean, shit, it's got the video interview as well. I might as well start a YouTube channel. So that's what I did. So if you haven't had a chance to uh, subscribe to the Straight to the Core podcast YouTube channel, uh, please do. There is links on the Facebook page. Uh, so just go to the Straight to the Core Facebook page and uh, scroll down to one of the posts. It'll be in, in the post announcing this episode. There'll be a link for it. Uh, so if you just click down the link and you're listening to this, uh, if you don't mind, please go back and uh, click that link to the YouTube channel and subscribe because the isolated interview that I had with Paul uh, will be up on that YouTube channel. And going forward, every interview that I do from this point onward um, will be uploaded onto the YouTube channel. I got a little bit of editing to do still on that, but it'll be ready by the time uh, by the time this airs. So I'm really excited about that. Um, a lot of you that know me personally obviously know what I look like, but a lot of you that are uh, do not know me on a personal level, uh, you'll finally be able to put a, a face to the voice, which is I think is really cool because I've never done any video work uh, for the podcast. It's all been audio format stuff, so I'm definitely really really excited for that. And uh, I mentioned the studio, but in the in the interview, obviously you'll be able to see the environment behind me, and me and Paul kind of talk about it a bit, which is why I was kind of excited. Um, that it did record the video as well because um, things that I've noticed listening to other podcasters that I regularly listen to, especially if it's an interview with somebody, whether it be uh, over the internet or one-on-one -on -one in a room, sometimes the conversation will bring up like uh, a thing in the room, an item in the room where the host shows the guest something or vice versa. And as an audio listener, obviously you can't see what they're doing because it's just the audio. So I'm really happy to be able to provide video as well as the audio that's going to be airing in the episode. So that's really cool. 
But enough about that. Uh, I'm really happy to be back. Really happy to be in my new home and everything seems to be running smooth at this point. So I'm really, really excited to be back in the saddle. Uh, but enough about that. It's about eight and a half minutes. I want to get into this interview with Paul. Uh, but first, we're going to play uh, the new single from Eon's Abyss titled The Great Hanging. And Mr. Paul O'Brien also provided me with a really awesome intro to that song. Um, so without further ado, take it away, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul from Eon's Abyss. Thank you to Matt Massacre from Straight to the Core podcast. And allow me to introduce The Great Hanging where we collaborated with Brazilian band Savages, with Rogers Rocker shredding the solo, and I shared the mic with the brutal vocalist Shannon Davin of Australia's Eternal Rest. The lyrics criticise the 1% in power and privilege whose reckoning is nigh. They were inspired by the Brisbane underground metal website Noob Heavy and by our number one fan in Russia who provided the old Slavic proverb that underpins the chorus, We hope you enjoy it.
And there you have it, ladies and gents. That was the brand new single from our friends in Eon's Abyss, titled The Great Hanging. And it's my own damn fault, but I've been waiting literal months to finally, finally have the time to put this song in an episode and do a part two and sit down with Paul and do an interview. And I'm just fucking so excited to finally be able to put this together and put this out there. And that song kicks ass. Uh, We talk about it a bit in the interview about how that's going to be part of a new concept album. And we go into really good detail on that in the interview. So definitely stay tuned for that. New details on that and everything. And I'm really excited to hear the new album. And fuck, man. That song is so thrashy. It's so thrashy. It's got death metal. It's total death metal at heart. But it's so many thrashy grooves. And I love it. I love it so much. And it's really cool that they were able to get Shannon Davern uh, from Eternal Rest, who is also from Australia, on that track. And both Shannon and... Paul very compliment each other very well on that and I love how it just all melds together and it's really cool for me because I've had the honor of featuring Eternal Rest on a previous episode of the podcast and I'd like to get those guys back on for a part two maybe I'll reach out and see uh see what they're doing um but speaking of reaching out I need to get a hold of Noob Heavy because Paul mentioned him in the beginning of his introduction to the song and Noob Heavy and Carcass Bomb, the host of Noob Heavy and the mastermind behind everything that goes down at NoobHeavy.com. Uh, he's been also one of the biggest supporters of this podcast, so I've been wanting to get him on for a while and just rattle his brain for a few hours. Uh, but he actually started his own podcast. And in his first episode, he quotes me and Straight to the Core uh, for being one of the many inspirations that brought him to that point to starting his own podcast. And to hear those words come from somebody so far away from me and to hear that I can be an inspiration to others, it, it's one of the best feelings in the world. So uh, thank you to Noob Heavy uh, for for bringing, bringing me these feelings because they're so new. <laughs> uh, but shout out to Noob Heavy, NoobHeavy.com, bunch of underground metal he features. Uh, his podcast is great, uh, so definitely check him out. Um, but yeah, that'll about do it for my talking segments because I really want to get in, into this interview. Um, so shout out again to Paul O'Brien. Uh, for taking the time to to sit down with me and chat for about an hour or so. A little over an hour, I think, all, all in all. Uh, yeah, that'll about do it. Oh, before I forget, uh, if you want to check out The Great Hanging on your own time, just go to eonsabyss.bandcamp.com, and they have links to all their other social media on their Facebook, Instagram. Uh, let me check real quick. There's there's a link tree, their Twitter. Uh, there, there's... A whole bunch of links for Eon's Abyss. So definitely check that out. I love The Great Hanging. The artwork is fucking phenomenal. It's called The Great Hanging. So it's literally a line of people just hanging. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really brutal, really dark artwork. And I love it. We talked about that a bit in the interview as well. Uh, so eonsabyss.bandcamp.com. That's A-E-O-N-S-A-B-Y-S-S dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, they have their entire first album Impenitent on there as well I love that album I'm very humbled and honored to own a physical copy of that album that um, that Stephen O'Brien sent himself and I got that sitting on a little pedestal uh, here in the studio so I'm very humbled by that uh, but enough of me jabbering enough of me jawing around let's get straight into this interview uh, thank you again to Paul um, let's fucking do it this is an awesome interview with a good friend let's do it What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? 
Matt Massacre here. Welcome back to Straight to the Core. I am joined here by my good friend, Paul O'Brien, vocalist of Eons Abyss, all the way from Australia. And right now, funny enough, it is 7 p.m. on Saturday, and it is 10 a.m. in Victoria, Australia. You're from, you're from Victoria, right? No, I'm actually in South Australia. I'm South in, Australia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, no, it's, it's not. It's getting there. It's about 9.30 here. Yeah. yeah. I looked at Victoria because that, that must be where Steve's from. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But either way, you're drinking your morning coffee and I'm just... Yeah. You know, <laughs> the sun's going down. Thanks right. for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah. So... Um, I love the straight to the core. It's, it's, I'm happy to be on, involved. That's well, thank great. thank you. You, you uh, this is officially the first international interview that, that I've had so far on the podcast. So it's really awesome to, to have you guys. Yeah, nice. You guys be a part of it and you be a part of it. You know, because Eon's Abyss and you and Steve and yeah, have been very supportive of me and what everything I've done. So I'm uh, really happy to have you here for sure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you guys got a new single that just dropped a couple months ago now, right? Like right before yeah, the virus hit. It's like, yeah, that's right. Boom. Yeah, the great <laughs> hanging. I don't think it was its fault, but you never know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we um, did a collaboration with uh, a couple of other bands. There was a, um, Eternal Rest from Brisbane, Australia. Um, their vocalist, Shannon Davin, uh, did the guest vocals for uh, The Great Hanging. And um, also a um, guitarist from Savages, uh, Rogers Rocker from Savages in Brazil. He wow. did the solo for that for that song. So, yeah. yes, it's, um, it was fun to do. Um, and... Um, the input of those guys was awesome. So, how yeah, hard was that process to, to get that done? How hard was that process? Sorry, I, I lost it. Uh, not too, not too bad actually. Um, we um, just recorded the, we recorded the Steve recorded the music first, and I recorded the vocals, including Shannon's part, um, and then sent it to those guys and. Um, Rogers did his solo first for it, and um, and then Shannon did uh, the vocals, replacing the ones that I had there. So, and it really oh, really man. suited it well to have the the different vocal style going in there. So, yeah, I think it I think it sounds good. Um, we really enjoy it, and it's sort of like a prelude to uh, the album that we are currently working on. It's got more of a um, more of a social, I guess, political type theme to it. So, okay. as does that song. Because I was going to ask, because Stephen mentioned that uh, the new album that you guys are working on is a concept album, and I was going to ask what the what the main focus of of the writing process and that would be. Yeah, well, we're starting to write. I mean, a lot of the songs uh, Steve wrote probably over the last couple of years. Um, so we our first album, Impenitent, was all songs that were written, you know, way back in 1990 and and just beyond that. Right. Um, so as we were recording there, Steve was still writing and um, he's recorded a lot of, or, or created a lot of songs that um, constitute this next album. So the original, the, the first album, you know, each song is its individual beast, uh, its individual story, but we did want to have an album that the story continues throughout the okay. whole album. It's one single story and that's what this one is. Um, so... I'm still actually writing some lyrics for it. Uh, there's only a couple of songs to go, but um, just trying to fit everything together so that there's actually a complete story at the end. Um, so I guess at the time I'm writing lyrics, it's, 
when the world's going fucking nuts. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Plenty we, of inspiration. We were before, at the moment, US is on fire, man-made, right. but um, Australia was on fire early in the year just through natural and other nature and causes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How has that and, affected um, you? Has that affected you at all? To kind of uh, the fires? Nah, not really. Not really here. Um, we didn't have fires down in South Australia where I am, or we did, but not not exactly where I live. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's been interesting because there was such a huge focus on it, but um, it's sort of been diluted a little bit with coronavirus coming through. Yeah. Um, so we're just careful not to forget about it because there's still people fucking devastated, really. Is um, it? Is it mostly stable now, or is it still burning? As oh, yeah, the fi- no, the fires are gone. Uh, okay, we've had some good, good rains this year, actually. Um, it's more a fact that um, we're probably expecting as much next year um, oh, and wow. the year after. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing really changing. It'll probably be easier this coming summer because of the rain we've had, but um, we, as, as soon as we don't get rain, we're really going to have to try and sort things out a bit better because there's just spots that are just fires are just going to, you know, burn through right. all the time. Isn't, um, isn't even the most, way, even the way towns are set up, it's going to have to change. Right. Isn't most of like the, the inner mainland of the country, isn't that mostly not habitable? Well, Australia, yeah, Australia is mostly uh, populated on the fringe. The central right. part is all desert. Um, and most, the major cities are all on the, on the coast. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it is coastal areas, but yeah, you just, there's just some sunspots that, um, they get fires all the time now. And, so it's just uh, commonplace. Yeah, just yeah. Wow, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, yeah. So how they how they manage um, bushlands, especially to um, control how much fuels there, and um, yeah, it's just going to all have to change. It's, whole, uh, it's interesting because you know the Aboriginal people lived here for sixty thousand years, right? And they used to light fires all the time, and they controlled the environment really well, and so they controlled wildfires. Beautiful. So the indigenous so, sections of the country aren't affected really because they know how to. Yeah, well, I guess those indigenous sections were <laughs> taken over by white people. A bit truthful, two hundred years ago. So, Fair. yeah, but um, we're just going to learn from way they the way they managed it because uh, they managed it fucking well. I mean, right. over sixty thousand years, you're going to learn a few things right. how to manage it. <laughs> right. Yeah, True. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, so that was a bit of a shake up. But anyway, um, it's sort of. I guess it set the scene for what we wanted to do with this next album. That um, um, we don't need to go to supernatural themes. There's enough right. shit happening in real life. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll so, still dip that way because we can't help it. But just with the insanity metal, of but, right, just with the insanity of everything that's happened in 2020, both in Australia globally, does it make it easier for you to find lyrical inspiration? Just because of all the insanity. yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it, we it's almost it sounds terrible to say, but it's a lot of it's unfortunate that it's happening right now because it's like we were preempting this and right. now it's like getting ahead of us. Right. <laughs> we haven't released yet. Fucking hold up! But now the twenty twenty is going fucking yeah, yeah. batshit quicker yeah. than you can yeah, yeah. pump out the. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So we're thinking: are we actually even going to get to release this, or what the right. hell is going to happen in the meantime? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, yeah, no, there's plenty of inspiration. Uh, there always will be because, you know, society's been what it is for a long time. True. Um, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a timely release, I guess. You got a you got a tentative date yet or just like a region of time you want to? Um, 
we we've decided with this we probably we originally aimed to get it out uh this year and that's probably going to be we released independent last november mm -hmm. so probably around the same same time november but um at the same time we're not going to rush it right. there's a few things we want to do um even with the artwork we'll use uh sata again who did the um artwork for impentant i love that artwork awesome job yeah. i love that artwork so We've got a few ideas for what we think he'll love doing. Um, okay. And just, but at the same time, what we did with that artwork was uh, he had the idea for the, the, the storyline of Impenitent and we just let him go with it. You know, with it, right. use his own imagination, take your time, just, and he obviously went above and beyond with what he achieved. Um, so we'll do the same with this. And there's a few separate pieces that will constitute this album. So that might take time. Um, Similarly to Steve's music's uh, really intricate. Um, it's a lot more mature, the music to this album, than Impenitent was, because uh, he's obviously developed as a songwriter. Right. Um, and so the vocals are going to have to match that as well. Um, so there might be a bit of back and forth with uh, try this style with it and try that style. So if it doesn't get prepared in time for a November release, we'll wait until it's ready. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No rush, for sure. I mean, I love kind of going back to Impenitent. I had such trouble saying that word when I initially <laughs> had you guys on the podcast. Yeah. Like, I stumbled over it like nine different times, and it's in the episode. I'm just like, Impenitent? It's, it's like that episode of <laughs> Finding Nemo when he's trying to say, see an enemy, and I couldn't say Impenitent. <laughs> like, I finally it makes got it all enough. the more memorable, man. It makes right. it all the more memorable. But when I – when because Stephen sent me you guys' album, like the physical yeah. – yeah, nice. And I was very honored by that. I mean, it, it blew my mind, you know. Little old me from Illinois in the States, and I got these friends from Australia sending me their limited run disc. I was like, wow, that's insane. But I was looking at the album cover, you know, as I was holding it, just in amazement, and then I found myself getting lost in the art. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And because yeah. there's just so much going on. And if that's no, the same, is. and even in the Great yeah. Hanging single yeah. that uh, we're going to play, we're going to play on this episode. Um. But even in that single, there's so much going on in that as well. Like you just look, yeah. and there's so many different, you know, nuances of like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, I didn't notice that before. Or that's really neat how that's put right there specifically. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so but yeah. So you are talking about I'm, the fact. I'm very. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say I'm very. I'm very honored to have the original piece that Sada did. Hung up in the lounge room. So, oh wow! Okay, and you didn't just stare at it for hours. Just, yeah. There's there's such detail, fine detail all through it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So going back again to Impenitent, you said that a majority, or not a majority, but a lot of the songwriting that was released with that album, you guys wrote 20 years ago. 20. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. is that what you mean when you're saying with the new album? You, it's pretty much 20 years of musical growth between you guys. That you're just it's going to be is it going to be a completely different absolutely. sound? Is it going to be completely different? Oh, it'll, still be, it'll still be death metal. Uh, still be death metal. Probably not old school death metal. It's got uh, more of a modern vibe to it. A little okay. bit of black metal influences come through there as well. And um, probably even preceding the death metal stuff, there's a lot of thrash influences. Kind of thrash, in there. I right. think you probably noticed that in um, in The Great Hanging. It's yeah. really sort of a thrashy song. Exactly. Um, yeah. I like and it. there's a lot of thrash influences in, in the coming album as well, which is great because... Um, why not love thrash? It's fucking awesome. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the a lot of the old school death metal kind of 
was inspired mostly by thrash. Like if Absolutely. you look, if, if you listen yeah, to, you could, you could argue that Alters of Madness is a thrash album, really. Right. The same thing with Cannibal's first album. I mean, if you listen to yeah, Cannibal, the, uh, Eating Back to Life, there's so many thrash elements in that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can yeah. see how you guys got that, you know, flavor because it's, it's your cup of yeah. tea, you know. No, that's what we grew up with and then moved into death metal as it came and became a thing in the 90s. Um, right. We certainly lent, <laughs> um, launched onto that one pretty quickly, um, especially with that t-shirt that you're repping today yeah, hearing john tardy's voice that had me hooked <laughs> yeah yeah well, i noticed yeah, a lot so. of similarities between john tardy and yourself a lot of your how you oh, really? project oh he's definitely an influence so i'd like to think that i sound yeah. at all like him because he's just a fucking genius but right. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely an influence definitely a major definitely, influence yeah, definitely yeah. here there's certain like certain i can't think of a word to describe it but when you listen to certain eons abyss tunes you yeah. can hear just the inflection or just a little I think the way he um the way he um almost rolls the high voice his high voice rolls around, it almost sounds like a like a wildcat or something. Yeah. Um I, I tend to do that too with the high voice and that's definitely from him. Kinda yeah, he like sure. he, he like elongates the the tail end of the vocal yeah, line. Yeah, and then and then the and then the vocal sound sort of comes around on itself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, it's certainly an influence and it's one that I've taken. And, so uh, did the sorry, John, but <laughs> taken as an homage. <laughs> right, right. So did like the the eight, the late eighties, early nineties death metal, like the Tampa, Florida death metal scene. Did that really attach to to you guys growing Absolutely. up? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting in Australia because such things have changed. Um, you mentioned before about you in Illinois, and it's it's almost like a reiteration of that for us now because. The internet opens up the possibility of what if back in the day was tape trading. Right. So just you're just you're just your own little independent thing, and you and you sending these things out to other people, like-minded people, and that's how it grew. Right. Um, so we're really doing that through the internet, which is great. So you know, this is this is nothing special. This is what was done back in the day too. Although right. it is special for that very reason too. Um, but back in Australia, we didn't have a lot of access to um, a lot of stuff. Um, so we obviously had a lot of thrash metal come to Australia and then probably was the Florida death metal scene first that got to us. Um, and we never really got a chance to hear a lot of, say, the uh, second wave black metal in okay. Norway. And right. now we, we were, uh, Steve and I were chatting the other day about we, we got into hugely into Impaled Nazarene, um, okay. but we didn't hear a lot of the other... Uh, black metal bands because we just didn't have access to that stuff so now it's almost like you you get to explore those things right. from 10 years ago that um you get to you rediscover never, all yeah. the things you didn't get yeah, a chance absolutely. to before yeah. that's yeah. really awesome yeah uh so was it was it hard was it so was it just back then was it really hard to get albums like you couldn't just go yeah. to the record store and buy a morbid age album you, you could like, you could but there was limited limited um stores where you could go to to actually okay. get it yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you go about back then? Oh, we, how did you go oh, about listening to it? You could just pull up Spotify and put Morbid Angel in and, you know. Uh, that's right. <laughs> oh, we said, there was a there was a, um underground metal store in Melbourne. And okay. um, I lived over in Victoria at that stage. And, um, you know, I used to go into there and, and <laughs> buy up, get some albums, right. have those for a while, 
trade them amongst ourselves. And um, yeah, yeah. So we'd sort of take turns. Who's so going to buy from the elf this time? <laughs> sort of thing. So we had a we had a good um, collection that way. Yeah. Sweet deal. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, uh, so how how did the because pro- I mentioned in the episode that you guys were on originally when we played tracks from Penitent, how you and Steven, how the band initially started as a high school project. Yeah, with like with Steven's brothers and a couple of your friends, and then yeah, life happened for you guys, and then twenty years later, you and Steven reconnected and started it up again, but changed the yep. name. So yep. how cool was that to reconnect with him? Ah, oh, it's fantastic. I mean, we've always you know. Well, we've musically reconnected. Been estranged as friends, right. um, but um, you know, busy doing other things, and it's more the opportunity. So, a really, I guess, technology catches up, right. and you know, you can you can record stuff in your own home studio, right. um, which allows you to do these things. So, we're in a lucky time um, from our point of view because we can do this, um, and all those songs that we're written and. We always liked them, <laughs> right? Um, but to be able to sort of um, produce them properly and, and get them out there so that other people can hopefully enjoy them is um, is a wonderful experience. Um, yeah. yeah. So how did rewarded. how did uh, how did the whole process come about? Like how did the reconnection? I think he said it was something about a, a, a children's birthday party that you both attended. Yeah, that you guys yeah. reconnected. Yeah, then, it would have been. Yeah, when, I, I can't remember the details to be truthful. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if makes up that. Um, I'm sure he's right if he says that. But um, probably the um, where it really got kickstarted was I was at work and he rang me and said, oh, look, I'm going to record the songs. Um, I think he'd... Um, he'd, he'd uh, one of his mates uh, is a guitarist in a band called Baby Animals. Okay. Um, and through there, he was at a party and caught up with a producer guy's got his own home studio and he said oh, look, i'm gonna um record some of the songs on there um are you interested in coming and recording some vocals so i said yeah should you <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> right. i'll just get my plane ticket <laughs> um so he did that and um a lot of the um the lyrics we'd lost or i'd lost so um i rewrote a lot of lyrics because i couldn't remember them right <laughs> um and it was probably good to update them anyway because I wrote them when I was, what, 18, 19, so they, they just need a little bit a little bit more in hindsight. Um, and um, went over there and recorded um, Love Letters to the Dead was the first one recorded okay. in that studio. And um, in doing so, Steve picked up, you know, this is this is the equipment you need and um, this is how you can do it. And he was more always more interested in actually having the freedom to do it at his own pace and do it himself. So he... Um, he kitted up and started doing it himself. And um, it was really, I must admit, the first of the death metal songs. So we did um, the um, the EP, um, Pity Eloquence, which is a lot of our really early stuff and it really is more thrashy. Um, but the first death metal song he actually recorded was uh, Discorporated. And to okay. hear it, it's like, holy shit, this is actually how you had it pictured in your head all those years ago. Because the, the quality of the equipment we had, it didn't come out like that. Right. <laughs> right. So to be... finally hear it well produced, it's right. like, fuck, this is, this is, this is shit. This that is was going to be my next question. Like, how wild was it for you to, to rediscover these, this music that you wrote, you know, 20 years ago? Yeah, it was really good. It was really and good. To be able to finally have that released and, and put out there. And, yeah. And it took a little else. while, I must admit, because I hadn't sung death metal for 
25 years. Right. Um, so it took a little while to get my voice back into its its groove, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a fun experience to do so and um, nice to keep going with it, for sure. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> I just find because like my fiance, her her dad was uh, was in a band in high school, and it wasn't death metal. It was like a hard rock, like classic rock kind of sounding band from like yep. the seventies, like the late seventies, early eighties, that kind of style. And he was in a band like that, and it's kind of the same scenario that you and Stephen had the kind of the same path. So I found it really cool that you know it can happen if it can happen to you know her dad, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He uh, he reconnected with all his bandmates that he that he played with, you know, thirty years ago, and now they're out yeah. playing music and, and writing stuff and yeah, it's fucking great, isn't and it? doing crazy things. Yeah. So it's really cool. You got to do it. You got to have something. You got. I reckon you do because you know life is what it is, and right. um, we get sort of um, we get sort of trapped into doing whatever it is we're doing for a job, and it's often quite limited in scope because. You know, the world's specialised. Everyone's an expert at the particular thing they do, but you don't right. get a chance to cross over and try different stuff. So if you've got an outlet where you can just explore and do random shit, it's it's for your own benefit, really. Right. And um, if other people enjoy it, all the better, you know? Exactly. Um, brain fart. <laughs> oh, good. It's not just me, then. That's good. Yeah, no, oh, it's, okay. yeah. yeah. You're... you're uh... Enjoying the coffee in the morning, I'm like yeah, winding yeah. down for the day, yeah. you know. So <laughs> it's kind of like my brain's like going wonky. Um, so, how bummed were you that you had to change your name to Eon's Abyss from Cataclysm since the Cataclysm with a K had? Well, such... that was actually quite early on. Um, we had was that it? name Cataclysm, but probably in, I don't know, when Cataclysm with a K, I think they were around in the 90s. Yeah, I think so. So, it wasn't long on where it was like, ah, oh, shit, we're going to have to change our name. Okay. But um, we never got to doing that. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, uh, I actually quite like, I mean, we, we took a long time to come up with Eon's Abyss. Um, there was a lot <laughs> a lot of back and forth. It was actually a more forth. involved process than probably naming your kid. <laughs> <laughs> so what's In the... many respects. <laughs> Name what? the kid's early, easy. You just say, oh, what do you reckon, wife? What do you reckon? Right. There decide. you go. Okay. Um, but, um... <laughs> so what was but, the yeah. inspiration for that? Um, well, we wanted something um, that sort of reflected, um, I guess, the vastness of space in many respects. Okay. And um, it's sort of almost relativistic in that you've got distance and time are actually the same thing. They're part right. of the, you know, different dimensions of the same aspect. So, um, I don't know, we rock back and forth with different ideas. Some of them are completely different to that, but that's sort of what we ended up wanting to express a little bit. And I came up with um, Abyss of Eons, as in, you know, okay. the depth of long of a long time, of a long right. expanse of time, um, which we then, which Steve then, um, decided on Eon's Abyss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when Steve, Steve sent me an email with some promo photos of you guys, and he mentioned in the email that uh, you guys are planning on playing some live shows in 2021 at some point. Uh, how yeah. how close are you to being able to, because it's just you two that are in the band, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah. have like a hire like a studio drummer or... I'm not sure the um, actual details of how we'll do it. I think that's preferable that we actually get a drummer um, and other guitarists and the bass player um, okay. to just fill in. It might be, it depends on what con what contacts we've got and if we can 
sort of dovetail into another show. Perhaps we could get some of those guys involved. Right. Um, there's, we've had some interest from some pubs in Melbourne to um, play some gigs. The alternative is whether we have like a, a backing track and, and just play to that live. Just play to that, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a possibility. It's probably the, um, the backup position if we can't actually get people to play. Um, right. We still have Steve's brother. So Adam is um, a guitarist, but he has shown some interest in playing bass for us. Um, okay. Which would be awesome because he's an awesome guitarist. Was he one um, of the brothers that played back yeah, in the day with yeah, you guys? Okay. Yeah, yeah, awesome lead guitarist. Um, but um, he's having he's had some issues with his hands, so it might be easier for him to play the bass. But I suspect that it'll make the bass pretty intricate, pretty. which would be awesome. Okay. Um, and uh, James, his uh, Steve's other brother, is a drummer, and uh, it's a matter of whether those guys are interested in playing some right. live gigs. I think they will be. Um, so that will be probably the preference if those guys want to be involved and then we'll just need to find a second guitarist. Um, but we're, we're open to it. We want to make it happen. So I guess if we plan that at worst case, it's the two of us in front of backing tracks, then it's more likely to happen. Right. And at least you're out there if other guys it. want to get involved, because obviously we'll need to um, get playing tight with whoever comes in. Right. Um, at the moment, that's difficult with the distance. So I'm over in another state and thousand kilometers away from those guys oh, that's um, how far you guys are oh wow yeah i yeah, keep forgetting yeah, that yeah. australia's yeah, like landmass wise is like the same size yeah. as the states i forget that yeah it's, yeah it's, so yeah, it's like a nine hour trip nine hour drive trip to to get to those guys um but shit we'll make it happen if we have to right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh it would be awesome to play live awesome you guys haven't had an opportunity to, to play out live yet. Nah, not 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 since, not since high school. <laughs> so things have changed. You're gonna have the jitters again when you go back up there. You think nah, no, nah, nah, I love getting up live. I um, it's it suits me. I um, I don't know. I love the sound of my own voice, maybe, but I just love <laughs> getting up there and just you know, you just almost sort of fall into a a different personality. It's like an just, alter ego, just yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it's it's a very um liberating experience. I've never been shy to do it. Like I keep, I speaking of the first person that came to mind with the whole alter ego thing is Nergal from Behemoth. Yeah, because I've heard stories. I've heard stories like when you talk to Nergal, the person, he's the best dude in the world. Yeah, but there's stories of, of musicians that have toured with him. Once he gets that corpse paint on, he's in the fucking yeah. Behemoth garb. Do not talk yeah. to him. Yeah, <laughs> he is right. not. He's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. He's Nergal. He's Nergal from Behemoth now. Yeah, a completely yeah. different person. They're so well polished as a band. They're just fucking yeah. awesome, aren't they? But yeah, I could imagine that. Um, yeah, and you got to do that. You got to, because um, you're performing for the fans, and so you got to produce that product right. in a way that's representative. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, and I certainly do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I saw them live last summer for Knotfest with Slipknot, and I won tickets from my local radio station. And they play. They nice. opened on the main stage, yeah. and. I missed like two tracks because we were waiting for some friends to come through the parking lot. Oh, right. And I could hear him playing. I'm like, Behemoth's playing. We got to go. <laughs> I don't want to miss Behemoth. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, I... I, uh... I know back in the day, and I think they still do, uh, occasionally just do really intimate gigs, like just small pub. And yeah. Like, like 30, 40 people in there. How yeah. cool would that be? That would be amazing. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I could not yeah. imagine. Yeah. I think the only band I could really say that I saw, and I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Suicide Silence... Okay. Yeah. Yep. They uh, they play. There's a there was a local venue in town. It's not around anymore. It's called the Rockbox, and it's like a 200 cat max room. And they played that room right when their first album dropped. Oh, nice. And I was there for it. I was like 15. It's like 
13, 14 years ago now. And so that was, that's like the only band I could say with confidence that I saw before they got, you know, playing yeah, festivals yeah, yeah. and arenas yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But it was really cool because two years after the fact, there's a, um, a fairly decent sized arena in Rockford, where I'm from. And they came back with Mudvayne. Mudvayne played there with Black Label Society and somebody else, Static X, I think. This was like 2009. And they opened for that. So it, it's cool to see them play, you know, the small little 200 yeah. cap room. And then yeah. two years later, they're opening in the in the biggest yeah, arena yeah. in the city. So yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. That fun is little, awesome. Fun little story. But yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because obviously in Australia, um, we don't get the opportunity to see bands live until they reach a certain size. Right. But equally too, when they do come over, it's often is smaller venues, uh, especially back in the day, it certainly was. So um, we got to see like Bolt Thrower in a, in a small there venue. You go. Even yeah. Morbid Angel, it was not that big a venue. It's like, fucking, so that was, that was really cool. Yeah, like yeah, David, yeah. Vincent, David Vincent era? Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight <laughs> up, it was, would have been the tour for, um, for Covenant. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. I love that yeah. album. That's a good yeah, album. Right album. Yeah. <laughs> I love how people like give shit about clean vocals and then Morbid Angel did it. Yeah. But they don't they don't mention that. It's like, well, Morbid Angel did cleans. <laughs> like, well, you're not bitched about that. Yeah, Is yeah. it just certain when, type of cleans? When, or just... when it's bass baritone, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could you do? Yeah. Yeah, so, it's interesting, you know. Yeah. yeah. Is there any like like when I think of like Australian music, I just think A C D C you know, stereotypical American thoughts, but, <laughs> you know, the only band I can think wow. of from Australia is, like, is ACDC, but... How could you not? They're fucking huge. Right. Yeah. So are they, are they like, gods in, in Australia? Or are they just... Uh, I, yeah, there's... It's I, almost like a, um, a rite of passage that everyone will follow them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. So, like, is there any, like, what, what are some big bands from Australia that you wouldn't think Americans would know about? So I know, like, um, Murders from Australia. Sorry? So I, so I know Die Art is Murders from Australia. Yeah. I believe so. There's a couple yeah. other ones that I know of, but I know there's not. There sh- I feel like there should be more coming out of Australia since there's so, there's such an, like, talking to you guys, and I did stuff with Eternal Rest on a previous episode of the podcast, and just communicate with both of you guys. I feel like the metal scene in Australia is massive, but I don't ever hear about it, which yeah. is weird, because I feel like it should be more prominent in like global society i guess yeah i guess so um i'm probably not the one to ask i um <laughs> I, don't, I don't know many i don't many don't know don't know many of them to be truthful no okay well. nah, nah that's interesting because <laughs> like you live in your own little bubble right and you just listen to whatever and i actually don't even have any consideration of oh this band is from here or from there you just know you like um, it it probably would be yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I, I couldn't tell you where anyone's from, <laughs> um, but that's probably that's probably where the gigging thing and that that's what we've never really done would change that because you would form those right. relationships with other bands um, as you're touring and, and and sort of gigging with them. So we've not done that. So I I can't answer your question. No. There, to be truthful, yeah. is there any? <laughs> so when you guys do. Uh start to play out and build a, a, a following of live, you know, fans and stuff. Is there any Australian venues, like iconic venues in the country that is on your bucket list to play? Yeah, with, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
there's a um, there's a spot in um, on. I'm just trying to think of the name of the street. Sorry, I've been away there for for a little while. <laughs> My mind's turned to mush no, uh, in, in Melbourne <laughs> itself, where we recently, we saw obituary um, earlier this year um, at that venue. And I've actually played there for a, um, for a uni band there once. And it's just oh, weird wow. to have been on the same stage as John Tardy was. Um, so, yeah, in there, it'd be good. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what, about, what about like international venues? If you could, If you ever got to a point where you could leave Australia and play out of the country... What's the be, one dream venue you'd play? At? I, I'm a little bit different in that I would like that early behemoth stuff, and I think what they do now, I'd, I'd love doing just small, small gigs, just small little. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd, right. yeah, yeah. The um, I mean, I don't know. I suppose once you're up there, maybe it's different. Once you've got a crowd and you get right. addicted to the, the the feedback from a crowd, but I think you get it's a different experience. The intimate gig. Right. And um, that would be, connect I'd, I'd, I'd love small venues. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I think it'd be great and really just uh, try and connect directly with those fans would be, would be amazing. It's, un- it's unfortunate, like, a, like, like venues like CBGB and stuff closed down in New York, you know, because I, it's an iconic venue released in the States and I've always wanted to go there, but they closed down 10, yep. 12 years ago now. Yep. And I never got a chance to, to visit it or just walk inside yep. it. But, and it's interesting too, yeah. I take it, I I hear what you're saying, but I, it's interesting too. Like even mentioning earlier that you've got now in the present circumstances, you have got bands that are playing in their backyard and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Like it, it's not a place that's it's not a place of worship. It's it's what you're actually it's getting you're, out of it. There, you create yeah. your own experience to to wherever. And I think that's portable it can go wherever it was, where, right. wherever it needs to. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. really weird. It's a weird time to be in with the way 2020 is kind of flipped everything upside down <laughs> so it's really it I, feel, I feel bad for all these bands that are especially touring musicians that yeah and I, their sole income yeah. is touring yeah. and now they've been landlocked yeah. for two months Absolutely. two months it's decimating for these guys I and mean, it's a dream to be able to uh do enough of this to to eat a living out of it to right. have that then taken away when you've actually done all that work and got to that point it must be hard for those for those yeah. guys and really feel for them which is all the more reason why we've got to support, you know. Exactly. Support the bands where we can. Yeah, for sure. So you, uh, one another thing Stephen mentioned, speaking about supporting the bands, is you guys got some new merch options coming out here soon on your Bandcamp page. Yeah, we've done a run of, um, we've done a second run of CDs because the first run um, was sold out. Um, we've also got a run of um, of cassette tapes because oh, wow, right. they they've proved quite popular. Um, with 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 people, um, and um, we get some. We've got some uh, Eons Abyss um, battle jacket patches that have just oh, come out too. Yeah, I've, been want, I've been wanting to make yeah. one of those for a while. I just can't find a vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they are cool, aren't they? It's yeah. such a cool idea because you yeah. get to um, you know just accumulate these things over years and the and the history from there it's almost like venues isn't it you just right. remember oh there's some patches from here and i wore right. this year so yeah yeah has its own life really yeah, i've been wanting yeah, to so. do one i've been wanting to make one since high school and that was yeah. 11 years ago and i still haven't <laughs> still yeah, haven't yeah. had an opportunity yeah, never to too late man yeah that's that's our that's our message to the world mate it's never too late never too late yes. yeah. if you if you're still feel inclined just fucking do it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 
But uh, so what else do you got coming up? The patch, uh, some some cassettes, a second run of of Impenitent albums or CDs, yep. I should say. Yep, yep. Um, when we do the next album, we're gonna do a run of vinyl. Oh um, wow! Okay. And probably with that, we probably do a Impenitent run of vinyl, but we're just sort of waiting and seeing on that for now. Only because um, we've got some. Um, We've got some plans in terms of the uh, mastering for the next album, but it's going to take some expense right. to do. So we want to not sort of um, dip into the funds too much on merchandise for stuff that needs to go to that next album. Make sure the album's that, solid before you... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to do it in a proper way. That includes the artwork too, right. um, to be able to get that done properly um, for starter. So, yeah, yeah. So... That's the merch as I understand it. Um, there's always, um, we'll look at getting some more t-shirts. Um, we've got, have had a limited run of t-shirts, but um, we'll get some more of those. But um, stay tuned on the on the Bandcamp site. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll it's eazabiz.bandcamp.com, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I yeah. remembered. I remember <laughs> my, brain, <laughs> my brain's working now. Shoot. <laughs> Slash impenitent. Nah, right. that's cute. <laughs> uh, it's like, I love the the shirt that you're wearing in the in the promo photos that that Steven sent me with the Eons Abyss on the sleeve. Yeah, the long yeah, sleeve. Yeah, I got cool. a I got a really cool thing for for long sleeves. I don't know why. I just love wearing long sleeves. And I saw that. I'm like, that's a badass shirt. <laughs> it uh, it came out well. The um the um the the the, the writing of the name on the side. Yeah, it's like some sort of tribal tattoo or something right. yeah, it looks pretty cool i right. like it yeah yeah it's my favorite shirt it's your favorite shirt so speaking of shirt do you have any like old school tour shirts from like the, the 90s and yeah i've got a um a, a carcass one from when they came over in shit when was that 94 it might have been um oh, wow. for the heartwork tour um, oh wow okay That's and awesome. signed by the guys too which is really cool um i've got uh, actually a a megadeth t-shirt still kicking along it's actually fairly faded and starting to to tear up a little bit from uh, their 91 tour after rust in peace wow that's a awesome tour there yeah so um uh, what else um uh, bolt throw one from when they came over i've never um, seen bolt door it's a bucket list haven't you i've yeah, never seen well, bolt door yeah 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 yeah, that was a was a was a cool show, fucking great show. It's actually, probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. Um, yeah, so those are the three. I had a whole heap, whole heap right. of shirts. I got a whole. My fiance hates it. I got a whole. I got two Rubbermaid bins filled with band shirts that I don't know where to put. And she's like, "Put your shirt somewhere." I'm like, "I don't know where to put them." Yeah, yeah you <laughs> we just moved. Careful. We yeah, just moved. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to get rid of them. They're tour shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get rid of them. Yeah, when I um when I was at uni, I ended up I had to uh, I lived on campus for a little bit, um, and I got back and there were a whole heap of shirts that were gone. So, <laughs> where they go? What the? <laughs> where they? Where the fuck? Yeah, yeah so <laughs> so you gotta you gotta keep an eye on those things because they can disappear. They just disappear, right? Yeah. <laughs> because like I have like speaking of tour shirts and Suicide Silence, uh, you know the vocalist of passed away about eight years ago in a motorcycle accident. And uh, I met him, and he signed one of my shirts. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, and I got a ticket stub, and when they played the arena in town, I got the ticket stub signed by him, and I got to meet him. He's a really cool dude, and he tragically passed away. And, like, that shirt means a lot to me just because, yeah. you know, 
he signed it and I got to meet him at that moment. I was wearing the shirt and he signed it right on my chest. The whole band did, but you know, he's on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like the tour shirts, I mean, I feel like the metal community, speaking of tour shirts, it's the only community we can be walking through a department store and see some dude wearing a Slayer tee and you're like, Hey, you're cool. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight away I got something to talk about. Right. Actually too much to talk about. You too much. sit there for two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting community, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, just like-minded people and um, always really receptive. It's always really friendly banter that you have. That's why I understand the stigma on, on the right. That's why I understand the stigma on the genre. It's just people think it's it probably helps it. It probably right. helps it because it keeps us, you know. Right. It keeps we, us. We know what you're like. Everyone else thinks you're you're, you're, you're probably a psychopath, but right. that's all right. Just the stigma about not. it. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> just the stigma of like people think we're just angry people, and it's like yeah, the music yeah, yeah. can be aggressive, but it's a release of emotion. Oh hell yeah! Not yeah. you know not control not like you know putting a little ball. It's yeah. a release of Listen emotion. to pop music, that makes me angrier than anything right. you can imagine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so people just assume that we're just like crazy. And it's just like, yeah. no, we're the, probably the nicest yeah. people you ever meet. Yeah. <laughs> like, swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, funny story about that in high school. I can't make this story up if I wanted to. But like all the metalheads kind of sat at the same table, you know? You could tell because it was just a sea of black and a bunch <laughs> of, you know, black t shirts and, you know, black pants and everything. And we'd all sit at the same breakfast table in school. And I can't make this up. The bell would ring for first period. And we'd all get up and we all like, continue having a conversation and then eventually spread out. And I heard through the rumor mill, and I wish I was joking. I heard through rumor mill, like, like all the judgmental people that thought we were schizos, thought that the reason that we didn't immediately leave the lunch table to go to class was because we were plotting on who we were going to plan to kill the following weekend. <laughs> I'm like, what in the fu- Really? Do you think we're going to be standing here right now if we kill people every weekend? Honestly? Yeah. As if it's that hard. You die straight away who we're going to kill. Like, right. It's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus. I mean, this- yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's why we, we kind of all just stuck together. And yeah. all those people yeah. I, I talked to then, I still talk to today, kind of how you and yeah. Stephen, Stephen are. That's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you just form these friendships and you're bonded for life. Right. And you always got a constant... A constant uh, relation based on the music because nine times out of ten, if I, I talk to these old friends, we talk about music for hours. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, what new artists have you, you know, what, yeah. what, what do you listen to right now? Hey, have you heard this new album? Hey, check this, yeah, these, check yeah. these guys out. Yeah, you know, and I could sit there and talk for hours about music and music. Yeah. You know, it's kind of why I started the podcast because it's just like I love the music so much, and I wanted, yeah, to, yeah. I wanted to provide, I guess, a voice for the voiceless, if you will. You know, because I'm not a musician. You need these voices. They're, they're important. That's why right. um, we've been careful to support you and we continue to support right, you. So I appreciate that so this much. Is, this is, this is a, a vital service to uh, the metal community. Right. Because, like, you know, I'm not a musician. I've never been in a band. I've attempted to back in the day, you know, but I just never could. I could never. I, was, I always try to be a vocalist because I didn't know how to play guitar. I'm sure if I put my foot down and, you know, actually sat in my room for hours a day, I could probably learn something. But I just didn't have the time or a guitar back then. Yeah, uh, but I've always loved the music, and I've always been around bands and musicians, and you know, yep. especially locally. And so that's why I wanted to start the podcast because I spent a little bit of time on internet radio for for heavy music, and I stepped away from that, and then started the podcast. And then, you know, I wanted to be able to provide an outlet, you know, because like yeah. now, now people from my area know who you are, all the way from yeah. Australia. And now <laughs> people that are friends of yours that listen now that now they know who I am all the way from yeah, yeah, yeah. the states. So yeah. it's just a mutual, 
a mutual thing and it's that's why i love doing it I, I do it every week i get all these bands from all over the world and i hear all this praise and all this I'm like i'm just i'm very humbled so i don't know how to take positive criticism so i'm yeah. just like <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> you know but it's just it makes me feel good yeah. that's why i'm really happy to have you here because this is the first international interview i've ever had on the podcast i've had a, an interview with a with a local band in town that came in came over to my house and we did a, a, a in studio session but i haven't really done any international or long distance i should say interviews so Very it's really nice. cool to have you here yeah cheers thanks for having me um so another question i had because you kind of talked about it earlier the biggest influences for you Mm-hmm. So do you, do you play any instruments or are you just strictly vocals? Nah, just vocals. Just yeah. vocals. Yeah. So besides obituary, what yeah. are some of your biggest vocal influences that kind of help you get your sound? Okay. Um, definitely uh, Chris Barnes, okay. Cannibal Corpse, and then Six Feet Under. Um, uh, definitely David Vincent as well. Right. Course, I it's interesting. I listen to different. I, I, I I'm very conscious of vocals in in music. Um, right. It's something I, I I really attend to, um, and different influences. Uh, I try and imagine how I would replicate that sound, um, and after a while, you can almost feel how that would feel to try and produce that sound, right. and it naturally influences what I then try and do. Um, so. Uh, the, the vocals from um, My Dying Bride, definitely their earlier stuff, um, where he, okay. he's got a, he's an awesome death metal vocalist. Yeah, that's, that's not um, a band you hear of very often. No, nice. no, no. That, they, they, and, and, they, and they evolved quite a bit, and so now obviously he's predominantly sings a clean vocal, mm-hmm. um, but his death metal vocal is just brilliant. And similarly to um, the guy from Paradise Lost, Okay. He's, he's, if you've ever heard their earlier releases, yep. their earliest releases, um, his vocals are just absolutely sublime. And um, look, I, I, um, I'm quite happy for bands to go and progress and do exactly what they feel that expresses what they want to do. Um, and so their vocal styles change, but, um, you know, obviously the death metal style that they had influenced me quite a bit. The, the early um, stuff that they did, right? And then there's there's all the, the usual suspects that you'd expect. So a Barty Greenway from Napalm Death, for right. sure. Um, you know, Jeff Walker from Carcass. Okay. Um, even, even some other influences like Lee Dorian, um, who was originally Napalm Death, but then um, was with Cathedral. That's it. Um, okay, I knew that name. Like, where is that? Yeah, Sorry, Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very, very different vocal style. Um, very expressive vocal style. Yeah. Um, and you get other really expressive artists too. So we talked about Nurgle er- earlier and yeah. obviously he's not only just the, the power and the, and the tone of his voice, but the expressive force, how he's able to nuance that sound to express what he's trying to, you know, portray oh gosh, right. is, 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 is very, is very influential. Part, very, he's very powerful live too. Yeah, like, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I mean, cool when Think about Behemoth. It's just like they started as a black metal band, and then progressed yep. to like the black and death metal that they are today. And just like you can, yeah, if you yeah. listen to the older albums, and then listen to like some of the newer stuff, you can hear the differences in where he began to where he is yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that progression is important. 
as well as 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 natural really right. um a lot of the, the black metal vocalists there are some brilliant black metal metal vocalists they even go on way back to the mayhem days and yeah. and, and dead um the original you know what a story that was huh jesus yeah 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 <laughs> but he's i know yeah, yeah. and iconic just for the just, story itself just the story the quality of his vocals yeah it's just amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so at the moment um I'm quite obsessed with um, uh, my, uh, sorry, Marduk. Okay. The in there. Okay. It's, it's, oh, it's, just, it's um, it has, he has such a power in that high voice and yet is very melodic as well. It's, right. it's quite amazing the, the combination that, that they achieve. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, the vocalist from a band called Resurrection who, um, around in the 90s and then just sort of disappeared. I don't think Excuse I've ever... Me. It's probably why I haven't heard of him. I mean, I'm sure if yeah, I looked him up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But a very unique vocal style. Um, the second album sounded a little bit more obituary style. Okay. But, um, yeah, certainly the first album. I I guess I'm attracted to unique vocal styles. Um, and, um, yeah, so he certainly had one. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm missing... No doubt, absolute legends who should be acknowledged. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but on the spot, my brain is like, "Oh my god, oh my god, think of that name!" But I can't. You can't. So you're more, <laughs> you're you're more of a fan of like the, you still like just like the straight up low tone of like Glenn Benton from Dia's Side. There's one I missed. What a yeah. genius! Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, you like you got different influences that you kind of melded together. Because I mentioned yes. earlier how like your vocals remind me a lot of of, of obituaries, and uh, just the way you like elongate your the outros to your to your verses or choruses or I don't know the terminology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, we'll make our own. It's good. Right. Yeah. But I mean, so I can definitely hear the different all the all the musicians that you just mentioned, all the vocalists that you mentioned. I can definitely hear, and if nobody's yeah. heard in Pennington yet, or well, you'll hear uh, the Great Hanging on the episode, but. Yeah, yeah. When they listen to that, they'll hear it. But if you, if the listeners are listening to this interview right now, go back and check out Impenitent because you'll definitely hear uh, <laughs> the vocal differences that that Paul has. That's really cool to, to hear. I like to, I sort of like to think, and like I respect bands who, you know, bands can do whatever they want. So I respect what they do. It's interesting that we are very possessive of bands, and right. that's just part of what we naturally do as people. Right. Um, and then we sort of like, if a band comes out with a new album, we're thinking, okay, it's got to sort of match the last album, but yet be different. So right. it's an impossibility. It's an impossible brief that we put Not everybody's going to be happy. Like, ah, yeah. And then when they change their style, we get offended. Um, but I'm happy for bands to do whatever they, they, they need to do to express themselves. But my personal opinion is that um, I, I think the death metal style, I don't think it needs clean, clean vocals. No. Um, I think it has an expressive power, just varying tone and, and varying expressive force uh, to to articulate whatever we, we want to do. So that's what I try and do. Um, I'll change it now and do some clean vocals and you go, what a fucking wanker. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> till that time, that's the intention. Um, and so all I, and I don't say, oh, shit, I must make this sound like uh, Chris Barnes or whatever. Right. It's just that as... As I think, oh, this needs a, a low tone, and it's naturally the voice probably that comes to my head. And I don't think I express it anywhere like 
those guys would do. I mean, obviously the physiology of my throat's different. Right. Um, and so I'm happy to try knowing that the outcome should sound different. Should sound right. <laughs> it's not going to sound like Chris Barnes. It's going to sound like, nah, exactly. It's exactly. going to sound like you. It's going to be your yes. style. Yeah. Yeah. Influenced so by picking him. up on what I think it feels like to try and sing like him to try and create that sound, I guess. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But indirectly you're creating your own sound influenced by yeah. Yeah. the vocalist. It would be nice ultimately. Um, and it's probably just shows my, where I'm at in terms of the vocals to have my own style where it's like, okay, well, I can't help but sing like this. Right. Um, and you, so is, hope, it's your goal to be like, Hey, you kind of sound like Paul O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. To, oh, well, that's, that's definitely Paul, you know, not, um, that's Paul sounding like. <laughs> <Meant it. Right. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I do happen to sound like you said, like John Tardy or yeah, Glenn there's Benton, definitely like just little know, nuances of, of I just can definitely certain that because just know. certain things. I'm just like that's oh, that's obituary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that that'll inevitably happen because right. you know they're so influential on the scene. You know, For sure. we we feel like we're part of that. So. I've never, I've never, or no, I've seen them live once, but I missed their set. They were, they were playing, but the set times got mixed up or yeah, the way well, it was advertised. I oh, thought well, they were going on at one time and I yeah. went there thinking, like making sure I was there on time to see obituary and they, they just ended. Yeah, raw, no. Yeah. Oh, so I'm like, mother, f- I missed obituary. You got to be not having an opportunity to see him since. I'm like, God damn Well, they, um, they came to Australia in January and um, did Cause of Death, the whole album. The whole album? Yeah, yeah. And some, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and, and some other songs as well. Um, and it was just fucking heaven. Does it, does it sound like yeah. exactly like the record oh, all man. these years later? And they're, 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 so, they're so tight as a band. That's awesome. And uh, it's just, yeah, yeah. And they could. They can play with the timing too, sort of slow bits down and just really just linger on it. And it's just, it was, it was a thing of beauty. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I advise, uh, speaking of like vocalist Chris Barnes, I got to meet him once. Yeah, right. It was like nine years ago. They, the, there's a tour during the summer called Summer Slaughter Tour in the States. And Six Feet Under played that tour in 2011. And the headlining band, I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of. So, but the people I went with were, so I stepped outside. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I quit smoking. I'd been three years smoke-free, but I smoked back then. And so I went out for a cigarette to wait for the, the headlining band to, to finish up. And then they'd come out. And the person I was with, we were sitting on the front port or like the front steps of the venue. And the tour buses were all on the front parking lot. And the friend I was with, she's like, hey, isn't that that, that dude with the dreads from that one band? She was just there to have fun. She didn't know the bands. Yeah. And I look out, I'm like, you mean Chris Barnes? She's like, yeah, yeah, him. If that's the guy, I'm like, I look up and I'm like, holy shit, that's Chris Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked up and I knew you can't miss him. He's got dreads down to his ass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up and I shake his hand. I'm like, Hey, you know, my name's Matt. I just want to, just want to shake your hand and, and, uh, meet you. And he's like, Hey dude, how you doing? I had, I literally had a 45 minute conversation with him. Oh, really? About that's nothing. Awesome. I just talked to Chris Barnes <laughs> about Absolutely. He was probably baked off his ass because he's a big 420, you know, positive person. <laughs> so I had, he was the nicest dude I ever met. He, yeah, his does. voice, his voice, like his speaking voice versus his growling voice yeah. is so timid compared yeah, really? <laughs> to, to, he's so soft-spoken and yeah, it's, it's really cool. And then that whole process was, was crazy because you ever heard of the band Whitechapel? Yeah. 
the vocalist Phil Bozeman, they played the same tour. And he came around the front end of Six Feet Under's bus. And he's like, anybody got a cigarette? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got you. I'm like, you're Phil Bozeman, of course. Here, go ahead, take one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there having a conversation with Chris Barnes and Phil Bozeman while he's smoking a cigarette. And he's like, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, yeah, I got to hide from my girlfriend. She doesn't want me smoking. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm an influencer. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, nice. And it was funny because then uh, Dying Fetus played that same tour. Yeah, right. And so John Gallagher and the rest of Dying Fetus come walking by and their van is parked kind of parallel to the bus. And I happen to notice them because you can't miss John Gallagher. He's this huge bald dude, you know. And I'm like, I'll be right back, guys. It was nice to meet you. Um, have a great rest of the tour, you know, huge fan. They're like, okay, dude, see you later. So I go talk to Dying Fetus and meet John Gallagher and he gives me a fucking Lunchable. <laughs> so that whole that whole hour of time because I didn't wow. want to watch the headlining band I got to meet yeah. Six Feet Under Whitechapel and Dying Fetus I'm like best decision ever that's the answer <laughs> isn't it best uh, decision ever but yeah I, that's the only like death metal legend I've ever got to meet mm, actually I did mm. meet uh, uh, Pat O'Brien from Cannibal oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah. they played another Summer Slaughter a few years later and the smoking area at that venue was all fenced off and all the buses were parked along the fence and all of cannibal corpse like alex webster was out there and everything and but pat was the only one to come up to say hi to anybody so i got a picture with him and got to meet him that's the other than death metal legends that's really the only two i got to meet which is nice. still crazy to think about yeah, but yeah. you know yeah absolutely that's the thing about speaking of pat o'brien when i first did the, the episode with you guys with the songs from penitent i kept wanting to say pat for you because it started with a p <laughs> and o'brien you know i'm like fuck it's paul i wouldn't be <laughs> i wouldn't be offended man i wouldn't be offended it's all good I'm like it's paul not pat pat's cannibal corpse <laughs> paul in abyss <laughs> so do you guys yeah. speaking of o'brien do, do people that don't know you often think that you're related you and steven yeah yeah especially because um his brothers are involved with us in the band that they assume are all brothers at times yeah yeah, till they made us, and I think, well, you look nothing like. So. <laughs> you look, you're obviously not brothers. You just have the same <laughs> brother from another mother. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, I don't want to keep you any. How long? How long have we been going here? Like an hour, probably. Give or take. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to keep you too long, uh, but thank you for for taking the time on your Sunday morning with your coffee <laughs> to to yeah, be here welcome. with me. You're welcome. And uh, I can't wait to hear the new album. Uh, the Great Hanging, I love it. I know the listeners of this episode will get to hear it. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it before or after the interview because I'm going to uh-huh. splice it together, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I want to say, I want before I end, I want to say thank you for the intro that you guys made me uh, for the podcast. And I'll play it in the beginning of this so they'll hear it uh, during this episode. But when you guys sent me that, the virus hit, I had to move, I was worried about my job. So I put on to put the podcast on pause and this will be the first episode back. Yeah. So I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet. So this will be the first time, ironically, oh. first time that I'll get to play it and you're the guest on the on the episode. So that's really cool. So uh, great. you're the one uh, Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all that you do. Um, you know, as independent bands, we this is we rely on this sort of support and we really, really appreciate it. Thank thanks, Matt. So uh, we'll definitely have to do a part two with, with Stephen and try to pick his brain a bit. Yeah, for sure. He's, a, um, he's an encyclopedia of metal, Steve. So 
Make sure and do it. It'd be well worth it. Well, thanks. I appreciate your time, Paul. All right. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. And good luck with it all. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. Man, what a guy. Mr. Paul O'Brien, vocalist, lyricist, singer, overall awesome dude from Ian's Abyss who hails all the way from Southern Australia. And I'm not going to lie to you, the whole initial recording of that interview, I was nervous as fuck the whole time. Like subconsciously, I just kept thinking, please don't fuck up, please don't fuck up, please don't fuck up. (laughs) And uh, it went well because we connected as a video slash audio chat. And we initially connected, we shot the shit for a few minutes before I recorded the conversation. And during that initial talking, you know, when we communicated with each other before I recorded it, everything ran smooth. We heard each other okay. Our video wasn't lagging. Everything went great. And as soon as I pressed record and got the interview started, that's when the nerves set in. Because I've never, this is the first time I've done uh, over the internet conversation, interview, long distance, international, whatever you want to call it. It's the first time I've ever done that for the podcast. It's the first time I've ever produced something like that for the podcast or in general for anything in life. So I'm really happy um, that it went off pretty well. I mean, there was a bit of a hiccup there in the beginning, um, but that's okay. And I'm really happy to uh, to have our friends in Eons Abyss and Paul be a part of that. And I cannot wait for the new album. I cannot wait for it. I love Impenitent. I love The Great Hanging. Hope you guys enjoy it too, but like, I'm so excited. The more we talked about it in that interview, the more excited I got about it. And I cannot wait, and you bet your ass, I'm going to have these guys on for a part three and hopefully uh, be able to rattle Steve's brain, Stephen, Stephen O'Brien's brain for a while on that and talk about the album when that comes out and everything else. I'm just really excited. Really, 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 really excited uh, for that. So shout out again to Paul O'Brien and Eons Abyss uh, for being such great dudes, especially to me in this podcast. Um, their support, I mean, everybody's support means the world to me, but these guys have been tremendous, and I can't thank them enough for, for everything that they've done. Um, fucking A, that's so good to be back. So good to be back. I got so many new interviews planned. Um, speaking of interviews, the YouTube channel. I will have the link to the YouTube channel on every social media for the podcast. I'll have it on the Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram. I'll update the anchor.fm um description so that way when it distributes the new episodes the link for the youtube channel should be in the main description on all of your favorite streaming apps if you use spotify uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Castbox, doesn't matter there's so many different links that uh so many different links so many different outlets that the podcast gets distributed to so it'll be on there if you haven't had a chance to subscribe please do i will appreciate it immensely love you for the rest of my life um i've never done a youtube channel before in my life so it's also a new venture for me new venture for the podcast i'm really really excited for that uh, now that i got a, a way to do interviews pretty much locked down i'm going to try to pump out more interviews and really really get the youtube channel going so please subscribe if you got the time um i will be posting it in the initial announcement post announcing this episode both on facebook and instagram and then I usually share the Instagram post to Twitter because uh, it's so hard to promote something in 120 characters or less or whatever the limit is for Twitter. So I just kind of, you know, post what I post to Instagram to Twitter and just make it easier. I probably should use Twitter more now that I think about it. Either way, uh, I'm really excited about the future 
for the podcast. Like I said, more interviews. Got a lot of bands lined up that have been very, very patient with me. That have been very excited and very... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? They've been very excited, of course, but they've been very communicative. Communi- communicative? Another word I found out I can't say. <laughs> uh, but they've been very, you know, anxious. Anxious, that's a better word to say. Uh, to be on a new episode, a future episode of the podcast. So I definitely appreciate their time and their patience and uh, really happy to uh, to still be able to still be able to talk to these bands and let them know that, yeah, I've been off the rails there for a good couple months, but we're back in action. We're doing big things. And, um, yeah, it's going to be great. I got some friends in a band called Indomitable from Indiana. They're going to be on next week. We're going to be doing an interview with them. That'll be also be on the YouTube channel. It'll be with the guitar player and the vocalist of the band. I'll get more details on that next week. Stay tuned to the social medias. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you all so much for being awesome, being you. And uh, I think I'm going to end it here. We're approaching a little over 120 or 120 minutes. <laughs> That's two hours, not two hours, Matt. One hour and 21 minutes. There you go. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I got to shake off a little bit of mild rust. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in. Please check out the the newest music from Ian's Abyss when it releases. For the meantime, jam the fuck out of the great hanging. Uh, again, the link to hear it is eonsabyss.bandcamp.com. That is A-E-O-N-S-A-B-Y-S-S dot bandcamp dot com you can listen to the great hanging as well as the entire impenitent album all the links to their social media is there facebook twitter instagram they have a link tree to a bunch of other fun stuff um so just give them some love show them some love um as always they will be tagged and everything that i post about this episode uh but i think i'm gonna end it here so thank you again to paul thank you again to Stephen o'brien from eons abyss thank you to eons abyss uh, shout out to Eternal Rest and uh, shout out to Savages from Brazil. I forgot to mention them in the monologue. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned um, Rogers Raka. I think his name was. Let me see here. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, but I forgot to mention the band Savages from Brazil. So shout out to those guys as well for being killing that solo in the Great Hanging. And um, shout out to Noob Heavy. Shout out to Carcass Bomb. Need to get him on the podcast. Shout out to uh, Joshua Rhodes of Rhodes Entertainment. Uh, give a small shout out to Mr. John Gunn of Metal Mashup TV. Uh, small little history lesson here. Uh, John Gunn and Metal Mashup TV is the radio show that I was on that I've mentioned sporadically in previous episodes. And uh, it's been a while, a little over three years since I've been associated with, with him or his show or anything like that. And he reached out to me. And the other previous co-hosts, uh, their names are Noise and Peanut. Uh, their aliases, their nicknames on the show. And he reached out to the three of us asking if we can do a throwback show with him. And unfortunately, I couldn't attend due to work and a bunch of nonsense I had happening around then with the move and the house. And it was just bad timing. Uh, but I did make a little video, a little shout-out video for him. And uh, those guys put on a great throwback episode to that radio show that I was a part of. So definitely shout out to John Gunn. Uh, thank you for reaching out. I wish I could have been there. Hopefully we can line up our schedules. I can go on there and maybe have you in the podcast in the future. Um, either way, thank you. Um, thank you again to everybody for tuning in. I love you all so, so much. Stay safe out there. Stay humble. Stay healthy. Stay 
doing you. I mean, fuck what anybody else says. As long as you stay focused, stay driven, stay just doing you. Make the best you that you can. And um, thank you again. I'm going to end it here. My name is Matt Massacre. Again, stay safe. I love you all. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week for a new episode of Straight to the Core.